0: Thanks for joining us. It's Community Matters, Saturday mornings, 95.3 WBCK, Richard Pyatt here, and Lakeview Ford that makes this program possible on WBCK every Saturday at 8. And if you happen to miss us, just go to battlecreekpodcast.com, and the episodes are there waiting for you on demand. Well, it's one of the jewels of our community, the Binder Park Zoo, and generally around this time of year, we check in and see what's happening at the zoo. Joining us today, Diane Thompson, President, CEO, and Ali Stoddard, Marketing Manager. Welcome to you both.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate oh, you having us.
0: Boy, this uh, is the time when it's go time, right? Uh, in January, some of us are thinking, boy, can we just go to the zoo? <laughs> Can we talk to the giraffes? Can we feel some kind of, you know, spring-like feeling? Now we're here, we're feeling it. And you are full throttle, right,
2: Allie? We are. We've gotten a lot of attendance over the last few weeks since we opened on May 1, and it's very exciting to see all the people come back to the zoo this season.
0: Yeah, are they lined up on on May 1 at the door?
2: (laughs) We had a little bit of cold weather, so we did have those diehard people that came, and they were still there to support us on on May
0: 1st, which was it's awesome to see. Yeah. Of course, last year, we talked at great length about Skylark Ridge because such a, a tremendous addition to the zoo and it was new. How was the year? And as you look forward, I suppose this is still an exciting thing that folks are, are interested in.
2: It is. Skylark opened at the end of September last year. So this will be our first full season of Getting to experience the ropes course and zip line, and we've gotten some great turnout. There's a lot of people that are excited to see it, and once they get on it, they definitely come off saying we're coming back. So it's it's a lot of fun.
0: It is a, an adventure kind of of attraction for sure. That's what you were after, right, Diane? I mean, when you uh, when you conceived of this idea, it was a, a different kind of adventure than what you typically would expect, right?
1: Correct. Right. It had several purposes of why we installed this, and one of the reasons was to attract the teenagers and the in the tweenagers and um, and we're doing that. In fact, I spoke with someone yesterday that um, she's bringing her teenage. Grandkids here this weekend and they can't wait to go on the course. So it's really for all ages, but it's really accomplishing what we set out
0: to do. So uh, let's talk about animals, Allie. Uh, There's some new things to see.
2: There is, yeah. So we had welcomed a couple new friends. We have a southern cassowary, which are typically found in Australia. It's the third largest bird. He's still a juvenile, so he's still pretty small, but he'll get bigger. Um, he's pretty exciting. He's over on our east side of our zoo. And then we also welcomed um a blue diker, which is from Africa. Um, he's a really, really tiny guy. He only weighs ten pounds. He's up in Africa by our walk by aviary. And his name is LJ. so we kind of play where's L j instead of where's Waldo? because he' was tiny in that exhibit, but he is adorable.
0: Uh, these are exciting things when you have something new like this to talk about. How long does it really take? If you identify a new inhabitant at the zoo and you want to get it from start to arrival, how long does that generally take?
2: We are accredited with the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. So all of our animals um, come from other accredited zoos and aquariums. Um, And we work with the Species Survival Programs or SSPs or Safe Species. They have a determination, um, a board that determines what animals would be good together for breeding purposes. Um, And so we work with them to determine if an animal um, would be a good fit for an animal we have here or vice versa. Um, And that's kind of where the the starting point is on how those animals get transferred. And then we have to make sure that we have space for them and it works with our current um, animals that we have on exhibit as well. It can take somewhere between a few weeks, a few months. It just depends on what's available.
0: And so then some of them are with you for a period of time and then they move on to another zoo. Is that how it works?
2: It can definitely. Yep. It's all based on their species and whether or not that species survival program group needs that to go to a different zoo or yeah. area.
0: Interesting. So they're, they're on a circuit. Some of them like Cher or Tina Turner used to be <laughs> I guess I should choose a more modern name Taylor Swift <laughs> How about that so they yeah. they have engagements they show themselves off in, in the habitat and they might move on others of them stay longer like our giraffes
2: yes this past week had Cece our 26 year old giraffe celebrated her birthday on the 8th and she is the oldest giraffe that we have here at the zoo. She's been here for quite some time. And it's a testament to our vet staff and our veterinary care that we provide our animals that they can live very, very long lives here at the zoo. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I remember every time I've seen the giraffes and fed them and it's an unforgettable experience. So if you have not done that alone at Binder Park, you need to do that because uh, it will be a memory for a long time. So there are a number of events that you're planning for the year, some of which you're known for them, like Cheetah Chase and, and uh, things like that. But uh, what do you have planned?
2: Yeah, we um, are bringing Cheetah Chase back. It's our 15th year that we're going to have Cheetah Chase. That'll be on Saturday, June 24th. So there's still a lot of spaces available to sign up and uh, run in that race. It'll run through the zoo, different uh, terrain. You'll run past the Cheetahs and the giraffes and then back out through the zoo as well. And then we have a new event in August, on Saturday, August 5th. We are combining our previous wine event and our beer event. And we have created a new one called Corks and Kegs at the Zoo. Um, And that will be on Saturday, August 5th. And it will encompass both areas of the zoo, so Eastside and Wild Africa. And it will be um, more of a mid-afternoon event so that everybody will get to see animals on exhibit. And be able to enjoy that the zoo atmosphere
0: with corks and kegs, which uh, I'm quite familiar are a fun thing as well. (laughs) (laughs) I was reminded recently that there are some cool programs like day camps, you can come and stay overnight at the zoo. These are really kind of fun things, and I don't know if we talk about those enough, but uh, here's an opportunity, right?
2: We offer multiple weeks throughout the summer, or first. Um, stay camp starts on June 12th, and they go through the end of July, and those are week-long camps so with different topics. Any kids entering first grade through seventh grade can attend, and those are fun experiences. You get behind-the-scenes tours, you get to see um, some of our animal ambassadors a little bit closer than you would if you were to come to the zoo, and you get to learn in a cool environment about what you can do um, in our conservation stories. And then we also have our overnight, which run on Friday and Saturday nights. And those also are themed events as well. We have our overnight safaris, which are in our wild Africa tented camp. You get to wake up with the savannah habitat right out your front door. And then we also have the zoos, which is on our east side, which is like camping in your own tent on our property, um, which is pretty exciting also. And those have great conservation stories and themes around them as well.
0: So when you say wake up on the savanna, you walk out and there could be animals wishing you good morning. I presume. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, or you can hear the lions roaring off in the distance, which is pretty exciting as well.
0: Yeah. So Diane, is this everything you've been dreaming of, or are you you working on new dreams? What's happening?
1: You know, last year we opened the uh, Charles and Lynn saying. Skylark Ridge. And they made a amazing, generous donation to get that started. That was a huge accomplishment. And our community is so good to us. And so we're still able to see the newness of that this year. And, you know, we are always looking to bring on new exhibits and keep things fresh without losing the Um, importance of our commitment to conservation and making sure that all of our animals have exhibits that are spacious and uh, natural to their natural habitat. You know, it's a balancing act all the time, making sure that we're, we're relevant, a great place to come and visit time after time, but still enough new things to keep it fun and exciting.
0: I was saying to Allie and Diane before we started the program that I looked at this video once on Facebook, and so it shows me more of them now all the time. A black panther who lives life as a house cat, and uh, it's amazing to watch. But I would presume, Allie, that part of the educational programs that young people get at the zoo, help put that in perspective, right? Uh, You can't bring a cheetah home or or a black panther, generally speaking. This is very unusual. That's part of the education, right?
2: It is. Yeah, we definitely focus on um, conservation efforts to combat poaching or black market dealing of animals that shouldn't be in those types of environments and how our younger guests can do and what they can do to be proactive to help prevent that in the
0: future. Yeah. And and I don't even know uh, if this was a nefarious kind of situation that this cat ended up in this environment. Maybe, maybe they, they found her as a kitten or something, but uh, a cub, but it really is unbelievable to watch that. And of course, most of us able-minded folks say, Boy, is that dangerous? And you hope that there's education going on in in zoos like Binder Park to help drive that point home. And of course, at, at Binder Park, in fact, as we're talking, I'm looking at, at the video on your website of the cheetah running and so on. And these are just incredible animals that it's important they're in their habitat, right?
2: Definitely, it's important. The work that we're doing in the zoos the accredited zoos, the conservation efforts are expanding into the wilds as well. So mm-hmm. it is important. The work that we're doing and the studies that we're doing um, does help the wild population also.
0: Well, uh, it's a, uh, again, as I say, a jewel in the community at Binder Park. So Diane is the president. You had this tremendous gift from the Zangs. They're good at that. We're certainly well aware how tremendous they've been to to the communities around us. So you get through that and and you say, okay, uh, what's next? Uh, how do you proceed after that? Do you set the bar back up to a, a Skylark ridge level and find the next donor? How do you how do you think about that?
1: Well, there's really a process that goes forward on looking at what our next projects will be. And we include the public, our memberships, staff. Board, you know all of the interested parties, and you know things have a way of evolving, and the needs in the community and needs in wildlife really help determine where we go next.
0: Right. So you you really have to have a broad based focus on on what's out there before you say yeah we want a we want a roller coaster next or something. I don't know. I made that up, but uh, you know what I mean. A Skylark Ridge right. kind of a thing. How do you incorporate what's important in in the animal world to what you're doing
1: yeah and we don't want to do a mission creep you know really everything ties back to our
0: mission yeah that's a great point so uh, i suppose someone could buy a membership alley right and then they can come and go as they please pretty easily
2: Definitely, memberships are available on our website, or you can purchase them at the gate. Um, and some of the benefits that you do receive um, with purchasing a membership is you get to come to the zoo as many times as you want during the summer. But you can also um, go to other AZA accredited zoos at a discounted rate. And then there's also some in park um, perks to having a membership too while you're here.
0: It's always fun to be a member, and you know, you kind of walk in. You don't have to take your wallet out. You just Hey, how you doing? You know, people uh, people know you probably if you're here enough. <laughs> it's kind of a neat thing to be able to do that. Maybe even the giraffes recognize you. I'm not sure, but they might. <laughs> Someone might want to help uh, with a donation. Diane, what should they do?
1: Really, people are good to the zoo. I'd recommend coming to the website. There's a sponsorship or donate button. Click on that. They can call the zoo. Uh, reach out to Leslie Walsh, who is our development director. Reach out to me and we'll we'll get them taken care of. There's lots of ways, lots of different amounts. There's in-kinds. There's sponsorships. There's cash. There There's lots of ways to support the zoo and and we appreciate regardless of the the size of donation we we appreciate everything
0: and the website to which diane refers is binderparkzoo.org binderparkzoo.org and right there on the front is the membership information, the donate information, and you get to see the cheetahs in action, too, uh, just to whet your appetite. Well, welcome to the season. Thanks to you both, and best of luck this year. Thank you you
1: so much. much.